Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 60 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherise Selly with Selly Group Real Estate, and everybody wait for it. It's Bill McAfee. He is the president of Empire Title, the founder of one of the most precious organizations, the Peak Producers to my heart, which represents the top 10% of agents in the Pikes Peak region. Uh, Bill is all around a dirt slinger. Oh, <laughs> did you say you were a dirt flipper? Or the flipper. Oh, he was a dirt flipper before. Yeah, you have to listen to the last <laughs> podcast to catch up with all of his dirt flipping. Um, I don't recommend doing it this year, by the way. You might. I, uh, you, no, I, uh, I, I will tell you they're sitting there a little bit longer. They're sitting, the dirt sitting. The dirt sitting. So um, we're going to go into some more some more conversations because okay. we had some great ones about stats um, about the market I want to recap quickly to share what August stats mm-hmm. are um, okay. the the average price home is at five hundred and thirty thousand dollars down four point eight percent from the month prior mm-hmm. and 480 is the median home price. It's down only 0.4% from the month prior, from July of 22. January, I had mentioned this in the last podcast, we started at an average price of 494,000. And we are, and it was a median price of 445. So we're still up in that 40 grand range above where we were in January, as far as the, as August's stats. And then the peak of the market was around 554 Mm -hmm. for the average price and 487 for the median that was in may so um bill is the sky falling and should we all flee and leave the country right now or should we wait a little while longer yeah i think we should shut this down (laughs) drop the mic (laughs) we're done this is it Uh, No. no here's you know um there there's a lot of headwind going on right now there's no doubt about that you have inflation that we're at a 40-year high. You have interest rates that are climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there are some headwinds. You have political instability. Um, you do, you have a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I, I will tell you, and we talked about this a little on the break, in 1981, the interest rates were 18%. Right. People still bought homes. And you, you said correctly, they were only $4 back then, so you could <laughs> buy a lot of homes. <laughs> but but it, it, in almost every kind of market, there, there will be opportunities. And one question you asked me that you said, like, when it comes, should you wait till it crashes? Yeah. As an investor, absolutely. I mean, I flip homes. You know, I flipped one home since 2019 because the, the numbers just weren't there. Okay, Bill, but mm-hmm. please explain your experience flipping homes prior to 2019. Gotcha. Did you flip um, I, a lot? Yes. Uh, I I would buy, I'd pick up uh, public trustee. I'd go to the public trustee's auction and pick up those those homes. And we'd buy them down there. And you typically would buy them at a discount. You'd fix them up and you would turn them. Mm. Over the years, I've it's been a bunch um, right. that I've that I've done, um, and then you come to uh, you know we we had COVID and everything hit. So since 2019, I've really only done one. Wow! And that's because during that time frame, prices went through the roof. Mm-hmm. So you really couldn't find a deal. Hardly any foreclosures because the economy was so strong. So at the public trustee sale, there wasn't really anything to buy. Whatever there was, there was pretty strong competition for it. And then out here, you know, people look at the bidding wars that you had with people just trying to buy a regular home. Insanity, yep. waiving inspections, yes. foregoing appraisal. Like. It, it, I, it was silly to yeah. say, you know, that uh, Alan Greenspan used to be a Federal Reserve and he called it over-rational exuberance. Uh. Uh, I call myself that a lot, too. <laughs> but. 
<laughs> so, I mean, I you know, the, the sky, there's always challenges. Do I believe the sky is falling? If I was going to be in real estate, Colorado Springs is still one of the best markets to be in. Totally. Because you know, location is key, everything. right? We still are short homes. Yes. We're still probably 12,000 under supply. So, wait a minute. Yes. When you say that, mm-hmm. explain how many homes might actually be built in a year. Gotcha. Do you know those numbers? Um, you know, Well, I can tell you that they're just like some of the bigger builders. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing 60 homes a month. Right. Okay. So, you know, just so if you just take one builder on a new home, you know, that's 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 seventy two hundred um, seven hundred twenty homes. I'm sorry. Right there. Just with that one builder. Mm-hmm. So but we uh, won't catch up to this deficit anytime. It, it, soon. No, I mean, it's still they were trying to build as fast. Well, you take that with the, the, how hard it is to get materials. Right. You know, cement, wood, mm-hmm. lumber, the, the transportation still isn't good. And frankly, the, the poor buyers over the last several years just got they got sand kicked in their face every day. Yeah. A lot of them left the market. They got tired of losing out on so many homes. So one of the things I look at this as an opportunity, because if you were out and you can still afford to buy, one of the things I would tell you is get back in this market because that competition is nothing hundred percent like it was. And even if prices go down more this year, mm-hmm. I mean, don't you think that rising interest rates will offset Absolutely. a price deficit? Yeah, I, I've always, when it comes to buying houses, or I, this is how I am personally anyway, once I buy something, I never look back. I stop mm-hmm. checking prices. Once I I sell something you know my dad i grew up on a ranch and my dad used to say you know i lost a million dollars today i'm like why is that and he goes hogs went up 50 cents a pound and i didn't have a one <laughs> you know i mean it's like it doesn't it, the only time two times it matters when you're buying or selling true and if it's a home and you plan on staying in there five ten whatever I don't, I just personally, myself, if you can afford it, I, I say never stretch it. And yeah. I also keep your, this is me, I'm old school, keep your payment about 25% of your of your adjusted gross income. That could be I tough mean, here. It is, I totally agree. So explain um, the purchasing power on along those lines. Gotcha. What is a buyer's purchasing power? How has that changed by what percentage? Man, uh, well, if you look at that by- I think it's about 30. Th- that's knocked down all, yeah, between 35 and 40. Okay. Just the, the rate increase from three to six percent okay I mean that's how much you know went down a, well 152,000 mm-hmm. uh, it's about 147,000 it went down from December till now just on the rate and increase as, as far as rates. a buyer's purchasing as far as our buyers purchasing power yeah yep so that's I mean it it was tough when you say look at you know affordability mm-hmm. it is important 29 bucks an hour is what you need in this town right now to be able to to basically buy a home. Are you hiring? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) But only you. Um, It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that don't make that. Okay. Um, And and like I said, the household income in El Paso County is 72,000. Right. Now we have, you know, the Sully's and then you have the Broadmoor and then you have Northgate. Ah, (laughs) Yes, that's funny. Well, just call Bill McAfee for your loan. He's a great hard money oh, lender. Oh, he is. <laughs> Does those cement shoes outside? <laughs> and he's a dirt flipper, too. I don't know who that's you put in the dirt. Back. <laughs> it scares me a little bit. Your side hustle. That, well, that's how we uh, That's how we have a nice terrain. <laughs> <laughs> you add to the topography. <laughs> we sure do. All right. They look like bodies. Oh, my gosh. So, so going into more forecasting mm-hmm. for... 2022. Gotcha. I would love to know, what do you think about the rest of the year? Some gotcha. people are saying, we're going to wait until the very end of the year to buy. Right. I mean, people, I, there's just so many different predictions. Here's here's where I'm kind of sitting at. I anticipate rates to probably 
just continue to go, maybe not exponent, but just continue to press up based on the 10-year note, which is usually what they're tied to, the 10-year government note and bond. And that's been steadily going up since August. And as this is recording yesterday, I just text um, a great mutual friend, mm-hmm. Karen Weller, yeah. a lender. Yes. She told me that she was hiding behind her desk scared because people were asking her about rates and it, there was a big rate climb yesterday. Yep. Two, or it was at 6.8%. Yeah. That, and for, that's as big as we've seen. Yeah. In probably 08 was probably the last time we saw rates that wow. high. So you could so, see this going over seven this year. Uh, it, it's maybe. a possibility. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, and it's all based on the, you know, right now a stock market I was looking coming in here today and it's going. Um, that's but, why you were so happy when you walked yeah. in. <laughs> that and I'm married with children. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, Rhonda and Kinsey. Oh my totally gosh. Totally no, you, you have guys. full permission to kill him after this episode. <laughs> Just hide the body. <laughs> that's going to be a big escalator. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, right now, like my, here's what I look to happen throughout the end of the year. In election years, you see this every time. People will go to the sidelines in October um, because they're just going to wait and see what happens. Don't care what you are politically. Bottom line is people will go to the sidelines, and they typically do. When you put that with the inflation and with everything else going on, I I don't think the year is going to end out super strong. The other side of that being, I think prices will continue to ease. So as a buyer, Mm -hmm. I've always said this. People say, no, don't buy in December or January or February. If you're buying, it's a perfect time. I found my best investments have been at that time of year. There's not near as much out there typically. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people who are selling, they're they're serious. They're selling for a reason. That's right. You know, know, it's a job change. They're moving. There's something going on. Yeah. And so so I, I look at this for buyers through this last quarter, even into the first part of 23, I look at as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I do. Now, are, is it going to be like you're just going to get this steal? I don't think so. You know, when you would have got the steals, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And let me ask you guys out there, how many of you really had the muscles that you would flex to be confident enough to buy a home during that time frame? Wow. People are so silly because yeah. we do exactly the opposite That's of what right. we should do. Running, running in the direction of fear. Yes. Yeah. Who was it? I think it was Buffett's that said, you know, uh, buy when others are scared and mm-hmm. when others are confident, back away. That's good. Um, you know, and it's, and That's I'm a good. contrarian by nature anyway. Oh, so no. I, I don't so know weird. that about you at all. <laughs> It's so, that farm yeah. you were raised on. <laughs> it was. You must have had too much alfalfa in your diet. <laughs> well, it was mainly meat. <laughs> okay. So, uh, That's no, but, what it uh, is. You know, I, I would say through the end of this year, I think it's going to continue to soften. My prediction on, I think will be, I, I think it could end up less than 10%. Uh, appreciation for the year, which again, I'm comparing that to 18.6 last year. Less than, but but mm. as you mentioned in the it's last huge. episode, if you look at a real estate running average Absolutely. for all the years, three percent, three percent, still a good year. So if we have 10 percent people, it's, it's do not somersaults. A Absolutely, and, and it's for still buyers, good. Come back in, and for sellers. It's good. It's just that, you know, as I'm pricing homes now, Mm -hmm. I take away all the fluff, all the clouds, all the, you know, pie in the sky. Let's price above the last greatest sale with the escalation that was 75,000 over. We have to take all that stuff out. We have to take the escalations out. And it's pricing in more of a downward scale. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, we're still selling homes. Well, and Sharice, you said it, and this is absolutely true. Um, sellers that chase the market get hurt. Mm. When you put that house on the market, price it right. Don't come out there high because as markets transition into different trends, it can be up or down. But if you're chasing a downward trend and you think, well, I'm going to price it so much higher just because 
I got a new roof on. I got a story for you. Everyone has a roof and you have to have one. So, so True. I mean, so, but yeah, I would say uh, for sellers in this market, and I, I think the mm. real estate are doing a pretty good job educating them because I'm seeing contracts that are coming in 5000 below list price with maybe $6,000 of seller concessions. Okay. Which means, and now the sellers, are they happy? Yeah. But, but the bottom line is you chase it, people will get killed okay, chasing the market. This is an important question because mm-hmm. a seller concessions, seller Mm-hmm. think that maybe if a, if a buyer is asking for a concession that they absolutely have no skin in the game that they can't do anything why would they ask for a concession this has not happened you know right. in years absolutely. what's happening absolutely why are you seeing these seller concessions on these closing statements it, how is it being applied yeah, and what's going on right now that can be used toward any of the buyers costs toward their loan mm-hmm. um, and why you're seeing it in normal markets you do see them we had not seen them because we were in that supercharged nuclear market and it doesn't mean the buyer Buyer is uncredit worthy. It does not. And also, you know, it's I'm seeing it for two one buy downs, mm-hmm. interest okay. rate buy downs. Yep. I'm seeing it so that a buyer may be able to start in their home at three point eight percent, right? Then go to four point eight the next year, and yep. then level it out. Yeah, you know, or four. I'm sorry, they would start at four point eight, then go to five point eight, then six point eight. But it gives a a buyer time to settle in, right? Um, so those are some reasons why that's yep. happening. Um, we have a whole other thing that we were going to talk about, and we only have a couple of minutes to go into it but i just can you just kind of rapid fire some things from a title company's perspective you have the top closing title company in colorado springs and title issues bill right just explain a few things that Uh, you're seeing i'll give a couple of things that you see okay first of all as, as a client out there you need to read your title work because from the seller side it tells you what's going to need to be done to get closed from a buyer side it tells you what the covenants are it tells you what the hoas are the stuff that we ran into probably as much as anything is believe it or not boundary line discrepancies easement discrepancies mm. we run into that and one i was telling you about on the break in colorado we there's there's a law and it's, it's senate bill 35 was passed in the 70s and it basically says if you have 35 acres or more you you can basically kind of do whatever you want with it depending on zoning but once you go less than 35 acres colorado's law that says you have to subdivide to be able to to build on or put a well on so a lot of people will buy a home at 10 acres that's not already in a subdivision mm-hmm. right and or they'll buy two and a half acres that's not in or even that is in in the subdivision but that subdivision only has five acre parcels right it's called an illegal subdivision and you never find it until you go to pull a permit on it oh my so word. i mean you could literally and i've now i've had it happen probably five six times in the last five years so recent more recently mm-hmm. than oh, ever yeah, absolutely and i think it's just because there's so much more moving so can the home even sell i mean when it comes up in time <laughs> Well, and it's in an illegal I, 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 subdivision. Yeah, I'll give an example of one we had. This was up in Teller County. The buyer comes in and buys it, and it was like five-acre parcels, mm-hmm. and they took it down into two-and-a-half-acre parcels in that particular place that wasn't and allowed to do it. They did it on their own, mm-hmm. never pulled permits, That's never right. went through right. all the zoning, well, all the rezoning, right. and all the, yeah. Right. At the time they did it, it was five acres, so they built the house on five and then sold two-and-a-half. Oh. And, and as a title company, we don't know that it's not, because okay. this was even in a subdivision. So we don't know. But what happened is where it got caught, 
the person buys that two and a half acre lot, then he goes to pull a permit for a well or for a house and he can't get it. That's where it's caught. So how would that buyer know? A savvy buyer, how would Here's they... the trickiest part about that. The only way you can know is go to regional and pull a permit. And if you don't own the property, they likely won't tell you. Hmm. So it's going to have to be the seller that actually goes down and tries to pull a permit. Okay. Um, was the seller on the hook because he was selling something illegally? No, nope, nope, because his, it wasn't at that time. It was, you know, he, it's like they can, he can go after the seller. But at the time, I don't think the seller knew that he had created an illegal subdivision. Wow. So I think people don't, they don't even know. Okay. You know, so, but I'm telling people out there, if you're buying, Anything less than 30, 35 acres, it's good to check with regional okay. to see if you can get permits. Yeah. And if you can't check, have the seller check. Okay. And that's really the only way it's ever found. That's great advice. Yep. And I mean, that's a huge title issue. And you mentioned something about HOAs. Yes. Um, the HOAs, and now we're seeing a lot more metro districts uh, with HOAs. Um, you really need to check into the cost of those. And sometimes we're having multiple HOAs. Okay. And buyers really need to look into those uh, the bylaws and everything of those HOAs. And one of the things that, that was a huge issue, and not even for title, remember when we had those hailstorms about five, six years ago? It that took just tore everything, everything out. Well, there's, there's a, on your insurance policies, there's a thing called a loss assessment rider. Okay. And what most people didn't realize is a lot of times they didn't have that rider. And so when those hailstorms came in, people in townhomes were getting like $13,000 special assessments. That's, uh, that's um, very important when you're buying a townhome. Absolutely. You need to check with your insurance, the homeowner's insurance. Yeah. It's called a loss assessment rider and it hooks to what we call the HO6 policy. I can't tell. I We closed a deal one time and a week after we closed, a guy calls me up and says, I just got a $3,400 assessment. Wow. He was incredibly happy and wanted to take me to lunch. <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> um, we, we talked about it. And Sharice, I went back and looked through all the documents because we even, you know how we order the statement to make sure there is anything late or anything like everything was clear. So I had him send me his documents hmm. that he'd got. I read all through the documents and the only place you found anything about that special assessment coming was in the minutes of the six months meetings that preceded that closing. Wow. And you know what? So buyer beware. Oh boy. And read the documents yes. that are sent from title, that yes. are sent from the HOAs. Yes. Don't Absolutely. assume. Absolutely. And please know that nobody's reading it for you. You have to read it for yourself. And Absolutely. an attorney can interpret some of the things that are beyond our scope. Yes. We're not, I mean, I know Bill may look at look look like it, but he's not your attorney either. Um, <laughs> I did say at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Oh, then you qualify. Well, Ronnie kicked me out. <laughs> Listen, Rhonda, I have all the respect for you in the world. Yeah, I want you to. It's not easy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, these are really, really good takeaways. And um, there's so many things related to title. You, I have I have learned uh, through just watching you work in the title industry that um, I like being on the selling end right now. <laughs> I can't even imagine the stuff that you go through on a daily basis, but you handle it well and you love your people well and you do yep. the very best that you can. Yeah, thank you. And so I appreciate watching well, I get it. to work with people like you. I oh. mean, that makes it, I know I joke around a lot, but that makes it a lot of fun. It does. You know, I, I have that ability and you get to on a daily basis. One of the things I'll tell you, if I went tomorrow for me, it's been one heck of a party. And I, I, I truly, I truly believe that. I just, life has been good. And I mean, it's, 
it's uh, I feel blessed to be able to do what I like to do. I love that. You know, I mean, how many people can I don't want people just get up. And they hate their job. Mm-hmm. They just hate it. And I, I've had my moments. But for the most part, it's been something for me. It's been a joy. Um, you know, I think everybody's grandpa said this. I know mine did. If you love what you do, you'll never work another day the rest of your life. That's cool. And it's true. And you know what? You work endlessly for the good of other people. And I always see that. And you sow a lot of love into other people's lives. So you will stick around. You're not going to leave this earth tomorrow. Okay. Lord willing, you'll be here to see the fruit. Can you imagine the Lord sitting there just waiting for that to happen? It's like, keep her down, boys. (laughs) You have to live another day because there's so much good to see in this community from all the stuff you've, all the dirt you've flipped. I've flipped you know? a lot of dirt. Seriously. So thanks everybody for joining. Um, please write in for any other questions. I'll send them all to Bill. I'll, he has uh, all the time in the world to answer. I'll them. give you Sharice's cell number. Just call me. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously. And her home address. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but Bill will be there visiting with and Gordon. And where she stays when she's out of the country. <laughs> Well, I'll give you Bill's jetpack that he uses when he's on the the ocean there. When he's over, he flies in this jetpack thing. I don't even understand that. It was pretty cool. Wow. That was fun. That's a whole other episode. Yes, that will be. Okay. They need a bigger pack now. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed this. We'll catch you next time. You got it. Thanks, Reese. Okay. Bye.